Bring out Elizabeth Selwyn. The tortured souls cried out in agony as the flames mounted higher and higher. Burn, witch, burn, witch, burn, burn, burn. Those I've said in these known today are the actual practice of witchcraft in the 17th century. Okay, and we are recording. Oh, Billy. All right. Well, welcome back. Cinema Slaughter 2021. In the house. In the house. It's been, um, I guess, a few weeks, almost three weeks. Can you believe that? Since uh, we recorded our last episode, which was the Christmas episode with Rob from Terra at Sintai. Mm. Which, wow. by the way, I always love when we get together with Rob. He's he's always fun and interesting to talk to. Oh yeah, absolutely, definitely. Uh, look forward to doing more shows with him. He's yeah. a pretty entertaining character. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good to guy. say the least. He's good people. He's good people. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Omar. Thank you, Lenny. Welcome back yourself. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. It's been a hell of a long time. At least it feels like it. I mean, I can't believe yeah. Christmas came and went. New Year's, you know, it's came and went. Twenty one. Um, it doesn't feel like anything has changed, and yet there's a lot of stuff going down. Um, we're not going to get into any politics of the day. That's not who we are here. But right. Suffice to say, uh, shit has been hitting the fan and all the more reason to talk about horror movies and movies in general. Um, And, you know, something that just came back from, I guess, a a hiatus. And I've been talking about this for a while. I am a fan of The Expanse. And The Expanse was a show that uh, launched on sci-fi years ago and i guess it was too expensive for them and they couldn't handle it and amazon prime picked up the expanse and if you guys are a fan of um sci-fi shows uh and this is hard science fiction it's one of my favorite shows of all time and uh they just do sci-fi correctly it it's a realistic um view of the future and humanity spreading out in our solar system, uh, they um, colonized Mars and and the belt, which the belt is obviously, you know, the asteroid that belt. The, uh, the Kuiper belt, I think, isn't that it? Yeah. Or something, yeah. So humanity is, um, you know, stretched its legs throughout the solar system. And then we find an alien technology in what they call the proto-molecule. And this proto-molecule can remake um it's almost like the genesis device it can remake worlds um it can infect human beings with uh you know with this um alien technology Uh, eventually they spread out across the galaxy with these rings that allow mass travel to far reaches of the uh the universe uh, this new season launched and it's just freaking awesome. And I can't tell you enough good things about it. And I just keep raving. I hope one day, Omar, you begin to watch this. I know you said you started and it's a slow burn, especially in the beginning. The first few episodes are really um, they they take their time explaining what's happening and introducing the different factions, you know, Terra or Earth um, and then there's a um, um, animosity with Mars and the belt because the, you know, the earth is home to humanity, obviously, but um, Mars has a, is very militaristic and the belt is kind of um, uh, the, the human beings that reside in the belt are looked at as second class citizens. And uh, you know, they mine, um, for resources, and those resources are company companies that are owned on Earth uh, or by you know a, you know Terran companies, and so uh, 
they feel the belters feel like they don't have a voice in politics and uh, they're disenfranchised. And uh, obviously terrorism is a big problem that uh, that's, you know, that that's growing. There's a, a growing animosity and unease uh, with regards to, um, you know, these different factions in throughout our solar system. And it's extremely well done. The, the novels, I started watching the the show when it first came out and the first two episodes had me hooked to the point where I, I went out and bought uh, the novels and uh, the, I guess I got a, I got through the first five books in the series. So I have to keep going, but um, I, I just, um, yeah, I know we, it's not necessarily horror. There are horror like elements in, uh, you know, throughout uh, the show, but there's, it's more like, um, Game of Thrones meets Star Trek. Um, yeah, and the, that's the best way I, I for me to describe it to anyone who to anyone who's who's asked me, and uh, and so you know if you're interested in that type of uh, political intrigue and and other um, things of the, of that type mixed with hard science fiction. There are um, futurists that probably it feels real. It feels like. This is a livable universe that it doesn't look like, you know, Star Wars or and they they use real science to explain, um, you know, uh, the ships flying in, you know, from one planet to another and things of that nature. Um, but it's it's uh, I can go on and on about it. It just really f- looks and feels like legit sci fi. Like, yeah, there was a lot of research done. I know um, there's a lot of videos where they talk, you know, talk about the different spaceships and stuff and, and how it works where um, like your, your typical Star Wars, you know, um, uh, what do you call Bounce Star Galactica is to have these fighter jet type, you know, like you're basically just taking what we have on earth and just, you know, uh, transporting it to outer space, but in outer space, in 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 a real life, you know, uh, you know w- what what scientists project, or, or you know, technologists project project is going to really be is going to be totally different. You know, yeah. when you're not going to have these fighter jets flying around in outer space. It's a different type of warfare. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, check it out if you have Amazon Prime or, you know, you want to try and, uh, you know, locate it there. Please, please do so. And uh, definitely, Omar, I really I, I can't force your hand enough. Like you got to dig into it and let it get past that. I mean, the acting, um, the the special effects, the you know, everything about the show is top notch. So check it out. Check it, check it. Yeah. So. We are back, and in this episode, we're going to talk about some uh, a mashup too. This has got a little bit of science fiction as well as horror elements, and um, you know, the director himself of this is you know comes from horror royalty. And uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, the movie that we're discussing today is called Possessor. And it was written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg, who, um, well, I, I, I'm sure the name itself, the last name will, will uh, you know, throw up um, movies like Videodrome, The Fly. Um, I'm trying to think uh, Scanners, mm-hmm. you know, The Brood. Yeah, so David Cronenberg is obviously Brandon's father. David Cronenberg has had a huge influence, um, you know, on the horror genre. He's even done some acting roles, uh, and uh, and is actually pretty pretty good and creepy. In um, you know, he plays a, the psychiatrist in uh, Nightbreed. Were you familiar with that? I didn't know that. No. Yeah. I don't, so, uh, yeah, you should check out Nightbreed again too, because I saw that again recently, mm. and yeah, man, um, it's. I heard it hasn't. I heard it hasn't aged well. Oh, I like it. I still yeah. like it. 
yeah and uh and it's it was definitely solid but um yeah so he's you know the an interesting thing about um Cronenberg is that all of the movies that he's made were all made in Canada and I didn't mm. realize that until um recently um I watched um um one of his older films which one was it um shivers and there was a documentary on the disc and they were talking about you know since it was one of his first real movies that he made and uh yeah and they were talking about it how uh shivers was was made in canada and then they started discussing how every single movie that he's made he, he's done so outside of the you know the the los angeles or hollywood studio you know he's been he's stuck to his guns and 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 stayed uh, in Canada, which but he's done so many great movies, Rabid, um, The Brood, Videodrome, The Dead Zone, which I just watched recently. Um, oh, with uh, Walken? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was Cronenberg. Yep. Uh, uh, Dead Ringers, Naked Lunch, um, Existence. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Eastern Promises, obviously The Fly. I mean, mm. we can go on and on, but um, he has, um, uh, I guess, influenced his son to kind of take up the mantle of uh, of director himself, and so it's a very interesting take on the body horror genre that uh, that his father has, um, you know, created and fostered throughout you know his career, and. Um, so in case anyone hasn't seen this, it's uh, an alternate 2008 Tasia Voss is an assassin, an assassin, excuse me, who takes control of other bodies to carry out her hits. So they have an implant uh, they um, installed in the host's brain and she can use a special machine to insert her consciousness into this person's mind. And um she works for a secret organization that uses this brain implant to inhabit those bodies and drives that person to commit assassinations for their paying clients. So yeah, that's the premise. It's not a perfect movie. And what I really liked about this film, we'll, we'll talk about that first. What I really liked about it was that it was, it had this sense of, of unease throughout the entire film. Yes. Um, it, you know, it was unsettling. You never know what to expect um, when, when you're dealing with, uh, with what it starts off too, um, where she's, uh, I guess in medias race where she um, is already possessed this body and she's in assassin mode and you don't really know what's happening. And uh, and then out of the blue, she just um, walks over to the person that she's about to uh, assassinate. And you still have no idea what's about to happen. And then she starts stabbing this guy repeatedly. And, and the violence in this film is oh, really. Yeah. It, yeah, it is a extremely violent. And um, some of it is disturbing. Um but, uh, you know, and at that moment after she assassinates this uh, this um, guy who later you find out, I guess, was a CEO or of a of a company or whatever, she um, you see she takes a pistol and puts it into her mouth and she's like, all right, take, you know, take me out or, you know, pull me out of it. And um, you're almost like, what the hell is she talking about? And uh, and she she has trouble pulling the trigger like she can't kill herself mm. and so she opts she opts to uh do suicide by cop and the cops come in there she holds the pistol out and she's you know the cops kill her and she at that point point comes out of this person's body that she was inhabiting um andrea uh Reisenborough, i think that's the person's name she's tasia voss the assassin she and Jennifer Jason Lee is in this movie too. Um, she is a very always mm. always plays a great a key actress. Role. Yeah, she does. I think yeah. she plays the the yeah. the person who actually helped develop the program, and she's kind of um 
the person who's running like a the show kind of yeah yeah she's running the show and she's trying to mm. um you know tasia Voss is the head assassin for this organization and she is no one else has been able to do what she has done but um as we soon find out slowly over time the process of inhabiting another person's body the way she's doing it is uh taking its toll yes and so you find out her background yeah, yeah. uh so? her, her her she's the assassin she's got a you know a husband and a son and the uh, director, uh, uh, what's her name's character, is kind of unhappy. She wants like a free agent that's unattached to any family. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then this plays out. Um, I don't know if we could, if we should discuss spoilers, but uh, the ending, wow, wow, unexpected unexpected but it, it it's dark as hell <laughs> like is is a dark ending man like this was i i was like he said it was flawed i actually yeah maybe a little here and there but overall i i thought it was fantastic i really enjoyed this movie it's what i would dark. have liked it is dark and it goes to a place that was unexpected what I would right. have liked to have seen more of would have been um, a develop more of a development of her relationship with her husband, who was with her you know, family, you, right? With yeah. the family, yeah. yeah. And you, because we know that I, I could um, see that, yeah. They're they're separated and estranged, and obviously, I from what we see, what we've given the, the mm-hmm. small snippets, um, you know, the estrangement, in my opinion, has come from her work. And mm. what was going on, you know, because, she, you know, it, and the and the, when I'm watching this movie, the the line running in my head is do not stare into the abyss for lo- too long for the abyss also stares into you. Back. And that mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and that's really what got got to me and it is, you know, what was happening with her in this situation where. You know, she's now estranged. She's like, oh, I want to go back home. And Jennifer Jason Lee's like, well, you remember that you and Michael, um, you know, you, you guys are separated, right? And then shows it clicks in her mind. Um, and just to back up for a moment, when she when she's finished with the assassination, her her consciousness comes back into her physical body. Um and at that point, she has to meet with Jennifer Jason Lee and they do a debrief. And it's almost mm-hmm. like she's got to uh, they have to meet and they and they go over uh, these items. Um, they, they take out, out of a box, a pipe, you know, and other little um, keepsakes. Yeah. And right. trinkets. And she has to Tasia Voss, the assassin, has to. Um, look at these objects and say, oh, yeah, this I remember this. This is mine. And this was my grandfather's pipe. My father gave this to me when he died. Um, you know, uh, I, I was he died before I was born or what have you. And so my father gave this to me as a keepsake. And then she's seeing these different pieces of memorabilia that hold value for her. And um, and so it's kind of connecting her with her conscious or unconscious mind. And so it's a way for her to, you know, to reassert control over her own psyche and kind of remove herself entirely from the person who's, you know, the host person that she was inhabiting, which I really enjoyed. I thought that was a very cool thing to do to kind of, you know, talk a person back into their own physical form. Um, yeah, which which was interesting. But then she's like, oh, I want to, you know, go home and take some time off and be with Michael. And and then, you know, she's like, oh, you know, you guys are estranged. And and the funny thing is that uh, as she's going, she's about to go meet meet her um, her her husband and and her yes. son again. I was she's, just going to talk about right, that. Yeah, go ahead. Right. She's sitting there and basically acting out. Uh, what would seem to be a natural reaction to, you know, 
um, of of a, a, a mother and a wife, uh, you know, meeting her, you know, family again for for after being absent for a long time. And right. it's almost like she's going into, you know, into acting into this character is so is she really this person so it, it uh you know the movie really plays around the whole idea of identity and you know and and, yes. and who a person really is and um mm-hmm. and so it kind of makes you wonder when she's looking at these at this you know these items of of oh this is my my grandfather's pipe or this is my father's whatever is it really or do they just create this to give her a sense of, of identity? What is she? Who is she? You know? Yeah. So, so yeah. And I, I you know, her memories uh, tied to these objects um, really are surround death surrounds her. Mm. Um, she, her father di- her grandfather died before she was born. One of the other items uh, was a, a little box with, um, uh, a butterfly pinned mm-hmm. onto the inside and it was a beautiful butterfly. And she says, Oh, um, I, I made this uh, and I, I killed it myself and, and put it into this box and I regretted it. You know, as soon as I did it, I regretted it and I still regret it. So you can hear that in her voice that obviously the, the, you know, she has killed before even, you know, a beautiful butterfly that she had pinned, you know, into this little box to, you know, as a keepsake or memento death has taken its toll on her. And it's, it's something that, that she's familiar with. And we're going to see that this is going to come back to haunt her um, as the story progresses. And I really, I really enjoyed how, Cronenberg um, set the stage for that because it's very Mm -hmm. subtle. And like you said, she's, she goes to her husband's house with, you know, her, her son is in there. And before she goes into the house, she's having that conversation with herself. She's, you know, kind of, Oh, um, Oh, that's great. Oh yeah, honey. Oh, that's wonderful. Or, Oh, Oh, dinner. Yes. I'm, I'm starving. Oh, no. Oh, oh, dinner. Oh, yeah, I'm starving. You know, and she's like, it's repeating. almost like an actor. Exactly. An actor yeah. just repeating lines from, you know, to to prepare for some kind of, you know, a show or, or you know, uh, you know, so, some kind of acting. And, and it's 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 really interesting, really interesting. Yeah. And, um, you know, so she tells her boss, you know, I, Jennifer Jason Lee, I'm going to spend some time with Michael and, and my son, blah, blah, blah. And she goes home and they have dinner and they're talking and they're trying to catch up. She's talking to her son. She makes love to her husband that night. And as soon as they're finished and you could tell that she's just disconnected from everything everything just dispassionate they're making love and she's just staring off into into the ceiling you know like just looking through the ceiling there's no connection or humanity left in her right and i think at that point uh, after they finish having sex um you know the next scene is her um she with the cell phone she calls her boss, Jennifer Jason Lee, and says, okay, you know, I just wanted to let you know that I, I think I'm ready for the next job. And I'm I, like, holy shit, like you were just talking about, um, you know, spending time with your family and 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 breaking away from, you know, the monotony of, of a job. And she's ready to go right back in. Like she realizes that, that I can't handle real life. I can't handle being with a family or, or being a human being. Like she just needs to go back into a next host and assassinate the next victim. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It was. um, Yeah. And then this, uh, (laughs) it, it gets crazy where basically I think the movie does a really good job with, um, with her next job, basically, uh, she takes over this um, this guy who's kind of a low level employee for some 
a corporation, they do some crazy thing, which I didn't even really understand. But for, for me, it seemed irrelevant. But his yeah. job was to go in there and kill the CEO, played by, uh, was it Sean Bean? Yeah. And uh, and his, the, the character, you know, uh, and his daughter, basically, uh, who plays this... Um, vessel character's girlfriend who's the daughter of of sean b and the ceo's character right and 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 it, it kind of the 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 film does a good job of because uh, now you have to split the character up you have to pay you know you're paying attention to this assassin and you're also paying attention to you know the body that she's taking over and and then there's a conflict going on inside, so it just gets really crazy. And and like we said, it gets really really violent. Like when the when the assassination comes, it is brutal. He goes to town on Sean Bean with that with that fireplace Ooh. poker. Ooh. Oh, so man. Tasia Voss, this assassin, possesses this guy. And not only does he kill his girlfriend's father, Sean Bean, um, who was the target, but then he kills the daughter, Sean Bean's daughter, which is his the host, the host that she's inhabiting. It's her. Um, it's the host's it's girlfriend. Girlfriend. Exactly. So it seems a little convoluted. So. He he kills Sean Bean and it's it's really brutal. Yeah. And I'm like I, almost at a point I'm like oh my god like I just like yeah. it, it, it's so excessive. Uh and then he and and you can understand why Sean Bean's character was a real asshole to him. He was very in, uh, rude and insulting uh just to be condescending. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and so like he gave him a job and he's like oh you know go you know, fuck off to a corner somewhere and get away from me. Like he, he you know, he, he kicks him, kicks him when he's down, especially in front of a whole crowd of this, you know, in this cocktail party. Anyway, after he kills him, the daughter comes downstairs because she hears a, a commotion and he has a pistol and he kills this guy's girlfriend whom he loves beyond measure. I mean, he's in love with this woman. Um, and so I think that is what breaks the tie. She's possessing, you know, obviously possessor. She's possessing the body of this guy. And at that moment loses control after he, she shoots and kills the girlfriend. She loses control of the host body and her uh, mind gets subsumed by the host. And so he takes control of his body and he realizes what the hell's going on. Like he, he, you know, escapes and and, you know, he runs out and goes to a friend's house um, and you realize it was probably a love interest that he had before he started dating this other girl. Um, and she has uh, still has feelings for her, but he is not in control fully. And then so the next third of the film is about, you know, how uh, Tasia is is vying for control. Excuse me vying for control of this body and you kind of get an internal view like they're, they're images that are you know to symbolize the conflict going on in this body of these two consciousnesses basically you know yeah. battling out they melt into each other and you know and and you see them ripping apart like it's it's crazy it's yeah, and I know in the past we don't necessarily have a problem with spoilers, but I think mm. in this one, I don't want to I don't want to give yeah. it away because, yeah. you know, like I said, right. the uh, the brutality of it. Um, but let's just say that Tasia Voss at the end of this movie, when she when she, uh, you know, gains control again. It's it's jaw dropping. It is. Because you realize that she really has lost every shred of her humanity. I mean, she uh, of, just, her, of her identity of everything. Yeah, she she commits a crime or um, does the things that she does at that point. It's no longer, you know, she's in full control of what happens next. And uh, and let's I, I was just I was just floored. 
Um, like I said, it's it's a little slow at parts. Um, I wish they would have um, spent a little bit more time uh, building up the relationship with the husband and the son um, right. or maybe right. delve delve into a little bit deeper into her her past um, mm. and how she got into the program and why she was picked to do this. Um, you know, some of it, and I've explained, you know, we talked about this too. We don't want to explain overly explain everything. You don't want to just give everything away, but at the, just a little bit of a little understanding. Bit, right. A little bit more also to, to build the relationship with, with, yeah. The, with, yeah. With the family, I think was, uh, could have been necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, overall, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it yeah was, yeah um, if you want to see a film that is cringeworthy that's going to make you like oh man like i, I when, when she takes out that that uh fireplace poker is really like it, it that did it for me like i was like holy shit this this movie is you know all bets are off in this film i mean this they are they go in on this and um yeah, so there's a lot. There's a, a lot of tension. There's, um, like I said, there's a, a general atmosphere of, um, of, un- <laughs> of dread, of uncertainty. There's, um, you know, this is this is a decent film. This really is, and uh, I'd like to see Definitely. more. Movies. Yeah, it carries. Uh, I think. Uh, I think um, the director carries on the tradition. Of, of his father very well, you know, oh, yeah. going into this very, you know, dark uh, technological, you know, um, uh, kind of c- uh, combining horror and science fiction, but it's not straight horror, but yeah. the events are, are so horrific, you know, it's uh, that it definitely is definitely horror adjacent, <laughs> very violent. But it's not uh, it's it's violent used in a very intelligent way. It's not it's not a stupid movie. It's no, very not very at all. intelligent. Not yeah, exactly. So with that being said, how many uh, fire pokers are you going to give it? <laughs> <laughs> fireplace pokers. Uh, man, I'm I'm going to give it four out of five fireplace pokers. I I enjoyed this movie. I think I'm going to give it four and a half, four and a half out of five. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Nice. Very, cool. very good movie. Dark as hell. Um, it is. Again, I, I don't like, you know, unless it's a slasher film, you know, I don't like violence being used just willy nilly. No, this was, this was focused. It was intelligent. There was purpose. And, yeah. and I'm generally not that much into, you know, seeing on screen violence like extreme, but this was done again for purpose it, it, yeah. and, and it did a really good job. Yeah. Cause there's no way you can live a life doing the things that you're doing um, morally reprehensible things. You know, you're killing people for profit, um, mm. you know, and we, we don't really get a sense of who the company is that she works for um, mm. or why these people are targeted. Um, but with Sean Bean's character, you could see he's a man of industry. He's a he's super wealthy and powerful. And perhaps, you know, his company is developing something that that's, you know, in direct, um, um, you know. Yeah, I don't contrast. know. Right. I don't know if it was um, competition or or I don't even like I'm under the impression um, that the company that she works for is kind of maybe subcontracted by the government, like they're assassins. So there's something there, you know, and that Sean Bean's a company also something that they wanted to acquire. And, you know, because he's dealing in some kind of, you know, very advanced technology. So yeah, yeah, there's something. There's a lot of, there's a lot of gray area, which I do appreciate in this. Exactly. It even adds to the moral conundrum uh, right. that's that's going on right now and that's you know you lose yourself you lose your sense of self when you you engage in these morally reprehensible um you know these choices that she makes and it comes to the point where um you know it's going to destroy her and everything she you know she's come to um to cherish 
Um, and to the point where at the end, she no longer cherishes those things either. Um, so it's it it completely pulls you into it. it this movie, this movie pulls you in. It, it's definitely unusual. Um, it takes you to um, a realm that's you know they're using a flip phone, but yet they have this this odd technology because it's you know it's set like mm. ten years ago. So I I just like the look and feel of of the um, the technology too. You know, and, and it's like this long cone that sits over her head. Right. And it's almost it's not necessarily biomechanical, but mm. it it does lend itself to. Um, yeah, it has it, it, it kind of resembles something, you know, like it's got organic elements, but it really it, it doesn't. It is all machine, but yeah, by, by its shape alone, it kind of feels like it could, you know, it it, it mimics biology sort of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very artistic. So, yeah, solid movie. I'm looking forward to seeing some other movies by him. And just to let you know, there's a movie called Antiviral. Have you ever heard of that one? I've heard of it, yes. So in a blackly satirical near future, a thriving industry sells celebrity illnesses to their obsessed fans. Employee Sid March's attempt to exploit the system backfire when they involve him in a potentially deadly mystery. So that's antiviral. Mm. And that sounds really cool. I mean, and and mm. you know, and completely strange. Um yeah, I like I like the idea of it. And so I gotta check that out. We should probably uh, watch that, see if we yeah. want to review that one too. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. And uh, you know, this I've been watching uh, a bunch of other stuff, but it's been m- more along the lines of uh, TV shows instead of movies. And so we, I know we've kind of been catching up with um, Sweet Home, which is a South Korean um, Netflix show. And uh, we talk about it, how it has moments of really decent fun, Um but it's so uneven. So you guys mm. might be interested in this. There's monsters, although there's not enough monsters, uh, in my opinion. Um, and there's not enough. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit of drama and strangeness throughout, but uh, it, it's it's kind of a hit or miss show from episode to episode. Um, and they're, um, you know, the cartoonish or video game like quality of the of the monsters is a little off-putting. It, it kind of pulls me out of, uh, of the, uh, the drama of the show. But, uh, I, I only watched two episodes. I could definitely appreciate, like I, I told you before the uh, unpredictability, like yeah. it's, you really don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's just so bizarre. So I, I, that I could definitely appreciate. Um, I think the yeah the video game quality I think that was done on purpose so it it's kind of like you know uh, you know for for anyone who doesn't appreciate it I, I could see where you know where there could be kind of a because at times it looks cheap it it looks it's, you know yeah it looks very cheap and that's the unfortunate yeah. thing when it comes to. Um, cgi you know if they would have spent a little bit of time or budget and and maybe the you know use some physical um practical yeah practical effects in conjunction with the um you know the cgi that might have you know elevated the uh the effects a little bit for but for me uh, it pulls me out of it and right you know it just um and another thing that i feel is heavy-handed about it is yeah, I understand if you are exposed to monsters and you see these creatures for the first time, you may be in shock. But every single person, every single time is completely Just in stands shock. there. Yeah, there's no running. There's yeah, yeah, there's no retreat. <laughs> One of these creatures shoots a pseudopod. With at the end of it, it's got this uh, stinger. Barbs, yeah, yeah. It's got a barb on it and a mouth like, that. and it it shoots it out, and it's like it literally inches, inches from this person's yeah. face, and you're just standing there, dumbfounded. <laughs> this thing is in your face. It you just witnessed it kill somebody else. 
but you know, and this happens again and again and again. Like they're just stupefied at every right. There's I'd, no I'd, sense I'd, of self-preservation, or I, you know, they, they they through their inaction again and again, people are being killed. It's like a few characters take initiative and do what they need to do, but it happens so frequently in this show that it just annoys the hell out of me. Right, right, right. That's uh, yeah. The thing is. You have to have your characters react in, in realistic ways, you know? And uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if the realistic way is just for them to scream, you know, and, and try and, like, back away or, or run away. I mean, just have them react in different ways. Not that they're constantly just, you know, uh, mm. you know, like I said, stupefied. It just it became, and even at that point, Anita's like, you know, not everyone's going to go take action, Lenny. You know, you can't. I'm like, I understand, but everyone just stares there. Especially if there's something right in your face, you know, like you're exactly. going to back away. You're going to crawl away backwards. You know, you're right. going to try to make some distance between you and the thing because it's terrifying. It's in your face. You, you know, yeah, of course, you get to retreat, you, you know, fight or flight. You don't just stand there, you know. Well, apparently when you're in South Korea, you <laughs> just stand there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. But anyway, so Sweet Home, check it out. It's on Netflix. Um, hit or miss, but there's some there's some fun parts to this movie. It's not it's not all frustrating. There's a lot of action in it. There's a, a lot to it. Um, you know, I, I, I'm seven episodes in. I, I think I have two episodes left somewhere around there. Maybe oh, I thought uh, I thought you finished it. Yeah, I didn't finish it yet. No, I have two episodes left. I think seven and eight. I think it's an eight part series. But you um, finished uh, Alice in Borderland. That's the next one I was going to talk about. Yeah. So people should check out this next one, too, which had a really different flavor to it. Um, it's a, a horror sci-fi action. Um, you know, these people, this is this takes place in Tokyo and three friends um, are pulled out of our reality and they're thrust into an alternate Tokyo where people have to play these violent games to try and survive. And uh, you're given a, a, a visa. If you make it through the contest where you get like a two or three day uh, worth of breathing room where you don't have to, you know, jump into another game. But if you don't, uh, a laser comes down from the heavens and blasts you right in, right through your head and kills you. So you have no other choice. You have to participate. It's it just, and there's an omnipotence uh, and omniscience to whomever is in control. Uh, and so they see all, they know everything that's going on, uh, but it's, you know, and there's different types of contests. There's a, a hearts game and they, you know, at the beginning of each game, they, they give you these cards, playing cards. So there's a hearts game, you know, there's a spades game and this and that. So there's, there's different types of games. One of them is a puzzle game and they have to kind of figure out the puzzle of being in this building and going from room to room and picking these different doors in order to get out of the building and survive. Um, so it was a very cool, very interesting premise. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I found it to be entertaining. And, uh, and the show slowly develops where, um, you know, no one's safe. Main characters, boss characters, um, nobody's, nobody's safe in this game. So, uh, yeah, it was a pretty cool show. It's called Alice in Borderland. Um, it sets it up for another season, believe it or not. So there may be... Um, you know, season two with this, but it was actually really very interesting um, and fun, you know, and like I said, I mean, there's, you know, the violence ensues throughout uh, each episode and there's a lot of, of different, different things they have to contend with um, even coming to blows with friends where it's a free for all and you have no choice. And, and it, it, they pit, you know, friend against friend, family member against family member. Um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty, pretty interesting take on on, um, you know, the uh, 
a tried a, a, a tried genre something we've seen before in like battle royale or hunger games and stuff like that where people are thrust into an arena and they have to and they have to kill each other for sport this had a a little bit of a twist to it and i really enjoyed it so um yeah check that out have you seen any of those episodes yet or no on, only the pilot only the pilot. Oh, okay okay yeah. yeah yeah so there's a lot a lot of shit goes down by season by episode three yeah yeah it throws it throws a monkey wrench in their plans so i don't want to give it away because you haven't seen it yet i don't want to spoil it for you but uh yeah you should definitely finish checking that out it was good it was good all right Cool so beans. now we're watching uh, what else? Uh, oh, uh, now the you know the guilty pleasure of the of the day is Cobra Kai. Oh yeah, yeah. Man. I'm on what uh, am I episode? I just finished episode five last night. Or oh okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're ahead. You're ahead of me on that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. That show is. It's just. I was just talking to to my brother and his friend. We were talking about that. Uh, it's just so. So much cheesy fun. I love it, man. It's just, uh, yeah, it's like it, the, it, the writing is like all heavy handed and the scenarios. I mean, who uses karate anymore? But it's it's so entertaining, man. I, I just love it. You know, I'm a big 80s fanatic. So absolutely. How can you not enjoy that show? It's, it's I, I love it, man. So much. Some fun. of my favorite scenes are when Johnny Lawrence and uh daniel larusso team up yeah i love i love that because it's like they almost connect with friendship they almost get right there, right and but then- they just they just can't get past their you know their own um hatred for each other they're just two different people they're never going to be friends but when they get together like uh, right and- in one of the episodes where they they go they go um they're chasing after a guy because they're trying to find uh Johnny's son who's you know hiding out because you know he kicked um what's his name off off of the balcony and and he the kids in a coma now um, yeah so they're chasing after him they're trying to find him to bring him you know they have to bring him in but they want to help him and uh, they go into a, a chop shop of sorts and they, they realize like these guys are going to, you know, they're going to kick Jack the crap out of them. Yeah, yeah. And then Johnny and uh, and Daniel <sighs> have to good. kick some ass, you know, and, and it's not really very believable. Like, I don't I never buy into um, like, I believe Johnny, that character, uh, William, William Zapka. I think that's Zapka, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that he could kick some ass. But I, when I see um you know uh the uh, uh the macho yeah ralph <laughs> yeah, macho yeah. i just don't believe that he's gonna kick ass <laughs> i just don't but they they do their best to play it off like you know like the and action. then they start and then they start fighting each other it's great i know i know because it's like uh it's such a cartoon it's it's a cartoon which is really what it, it is, is. um it is. the kids in this show make it so much fun yeah, you, you know, and they and you realize like they're you know the sins of the fathers are passed down to them, and the sins of the sensei are passed down to them. And even Crease, when you see the backstory for John Crease, you're like, yes. oh man, like you know, you you get his frustration and you understand why he developed the Cobra Kai sent you know sensibilities um because he you know he was bullied like most uh, most people get bullied at one point in time or another um right and and it's the you know the comeuppance like you know you want to take control and 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 bring the hurt to the people who who you know bullied you and i get that sentimentality but at the same point in time it just adds for a lot of drama and over-the-top cheesy fun and that's yes. really what this is this isn't written great i mean it's not it's not the uh the most real the most realistic scenarios um there's not a lot a of long shot <laughs> no not by a long shot but this it's so bad it's great it is and that's how I, I look at it i love and- this show it is. It's so. I honestly, uh, you know, if they go on for a couple of more seasons, I'd love it. I I hope that they continue with this track, like that they don't take themselves too seriously. That you know yeah. that they don't try to 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 uh, you know throw in anything else. Like it's just, you know, go ahead, continue it. It's 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 a lot of fun. You know, it's it's escapism. You know. Yeah. They, 
you know, Daniel's trying to figure out a problem, whatever. He goes to, you know, Japan, then he goes to Okinawa and, you know, and then solutions are found within an episode. It's just fantastic. Uh, you know, I love it. I lo- exactly. I love that 80s sensibility. It's just fun. You know, they're not trying to do anything too new or crazy. Just, you know, if they continue with seasons, keep keep it up. Don't change the formula. It's fantastic. I agree. And you know what I really like about it is that uh-huh. there's no problems too big that you cannot solve with your fists. <laughs> <laughs> or or a roundhouse kick like these kids are going at it I've, right i mean anyone gets punched or kicked in the face you're going down these kids come back for more and the and the the massive fight in the school at the end of season two was fucking awesome and i loved it it was it was kick ass i mean there's so much um there's so much goodness you know yeah old school karate fun um i'm gonna keep watching i'm all in absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah i'll probably watch like uh you know maybe what one or two more today it's just great. oh yeah oh absolutely well i'm so watching it with my son sebastian and so uh you know he's like oh don't watch any episodes without me and then the last night i was like oh let's watch another episode he's like oh go ahead you can watch another episode without me i'm gonna go to bed i'm like i'm not watching episodes without you i was like i'm waiting tomorrow we're gonna catch another episode so i'm waiting for him to come home these these are 80s family values man you can't you know (laughs) absolutely absolutely so uh blast yeah i'm looking forward to uh to seeing some more of those so we'll uh, we'll talk about it. We got we got a bunch of other episodes coming up with some more uh, horror movies. We're gonna have um, a uh, a blowout of uh, specific directors that I don't want to reveal yet. And we're gonna you know talk about their oeuvre. Is that how Ooh. you pronounce it? Their oeuvre. is it? I don't know. I don't know. That sounds good though. Oh, okay. Say we'll, we'll say uh... one more time. <laughs> Um, so we're going to have a bunch of uh, movies that we're going to be able to. Uh, I have a, a friend of mine who is in another podcast that she and I were talking about um, maybe getting her into this one. And I, I haven't even broken the news to you yet, but uh, I will offline and we'll talk about that. I, we have a couple of other guest spots and obviously Rob from Terror at Sentai is always uh, is always a, um, you know, a continued guest. Well, and we have a, a welcome a couple others. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, so, man. We'll you know, you know me. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm. You know me. I'm always open to bringing in people. We we welcome all. We welcome yeah. one. We welcome all. Definitely. So we have some more uh, more horror films and sci fi's uh, sci fi movies to uh, to discuss, and uh, we will definitely be back. And we're um, you know we appreciate you guys, and thanks to your comments on Instagram and and the messages that we've been getting, we really appreciate it. So uh, yeah, we hope to talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. Peace out, y'all. Later.